98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, at least 13 people die in a fire at a Thai nightclub. New People's Party lawmaker Eunice Young puts out a newspaper statement cutting off ties with her father-in-law and Hong Kong gears up for the next round of consumption vouchers. Thai rescue services say at least 13 people have died and at least 40 others have been injured after a fire tore through a Thai nightclub earlier today. The blaze broke out at the Mountain Bee night spot in the district of Satahip in Chonburi province, about 150 kilometres south of Bangkok. Artist Wong has more. Video footage posted by the rescue services showed revellers fleeing the club screaming, their clothes ablaze, as a huge fire rages in the background. It took firefighters about three hours to bring the blaze under control. Concerns have long been raised about Thailand's lax approach to health and safety, particularly at bars and nightclubs. A fire at a New Year's Eve party at Bangkok's upmarket Santika Club in 2009 killed 67 and injured over 200. In 2012, four people died in a fire at a club on the holiday island of Phuket. New People's Party lawmaker Eunice Young has put out a newspaper statement cutting off ties with her father-in-law, Elmer Yoon. Mr Yoon has been accused of subversion by the Security Bureau. Ms Young said that as a Chinese with the motherland, as she put it, coursing through her veins, she was severing ties on the grounds of national interest and because the National Security Police had said Mr Yoon was suspected of violating the national security law. Hong Kongers will receive the second batch of the electronic consumption vouchers this weekend. Speaking on RTHK, Jesse Wong from the Financial Financial Secretary's Office said around 6.2 million people are scheduled to get $2,000 on Sunday and the remaining $3,000 a couple of months later. She said the aim of splitting up the payments was to make the stimulus effect last longer. When we delivered the first batch in April, some merchants said they were very happy, but the impact quickly subsided. Compared to last year, when we handed out the vouchers separately in August and October, everyone was happy and the atmosphere was good, both in August and October. So this time we're also doing it in phases, in the hope that the economic stimulus effect will be stronger and will last longer. The government says some 260,000 people have applied to switch their designated payment platforms. The head of a medical group operating two community vaccination centres says nearly 50 toddlers received Sanovac jabs there yesterday. The first day of the vaccination drive was extended to children between six months and three years old. Samuel Quark said they accounted for nearly 20% of those getting inoculated. The youngest to take the shot was 11 months old. He said none of the toddlers had bad reactions, but just to be safe, his group currently has a paediatrician at each centre. Because we have just begun vaccinating toddlers, people may be a little bit worried, so we have paediatricians on site. Actually, we only need to station one doctor at each vaccination centre to care for anyone who may have a problem, who needs special medical care or who may have an adverse reaction. So right now we have brought in an extra paediatrician who can also care for other people getting vaccinated. Macau government says it will resume ferry services with Shenzhen on Monday as authorities continue to unwind COVID restrictions. The announcement comes after Macau said that people could enter neighbouring Zhuhai without quarantine from Wednesday. On Tuesday, Macau reopened public services and entertainment facilities and allowed dining in at restaurants. 
President Biden has said the sentencing of the US basketball player Brittany Griner to nine years in prison in Russia is unacceptable and Washington will use all means possible to guarantee her release. The two-time Olympic gold medalist was convicted of possessing and smuggling drugs after admitting to possessing cannabis oil when she was detained in Moscow in February. Speaking ahead of a game, her head coach at Phoenix Mercury, Vanessa Nygaard, said the team remained hopeful for her release. It was really tough to see VG today and to hear her words, but we know we weren't hanging our hopes on the Russian uh, justice system. Um, We know that uh, the Biden administration and all of our government officials are going to work hard to bring her home, and that's the path she's going to come home. It's hard to hear this news today that this we know she's wrongfully imprisoned and she's been declared that by our government. We know she'll be returning home with their hard work. The U.S. Justice Department has charged four current and former police officers in connection with the fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor, whose death in 2020 became a focus of the Black Lives Matter protests. Miss Taylor was killed by plainclothes police who stormed her apartment in Louisville, Kentucky. Attorney General Merrick Garland said the officers, the officers were being charged with civil rights offences, unlawful conspiracy, unconstitutional use of force and obstruction. The federal charges announced today allege that members of the place-based investigations unit falsified the affidavit used to obtain the search warrant of Ms. Taylor's home, that this act violated federal civil rights laws, and that those violations resulted in Ms. Taylor's death. The American conspiracy theorist and far-right broadcaster Alex Jones has lost the defamation case over the Sandy Hook school shooting in 2012. Mr. Jones was ordered to pay more than four million US dollars in damages for falsely claiming the shooting was a hoax. BBC's Gary O'Donoghue reports. This case involving one family is the first in which damages have been determined. Despite retracting his claims about Sandy Hook, Alex Jones has continued to use his platform to attack jurors and the judge in this case. He also falsely claimed he was bankrupt, despite evidence that, up until recently, his companies were earning around $800,000 a day selling diet supplements, gun paraphernalia and survivalist equipment. The United States has declared monkeypox a public health emergency. The announcement from the Health and Human Services Secretary, Javier Becerra, will release federal money and other resources to fight the virus in the US. It's confirmed over 6,000 cases in two months, BBC's James Clayton reports. Public health officials say the disease is particularly prevalent amongst men who have sex with men. In cities like San Francisco, with a large LGBT presence, politicians have said not enough is being done to protect the community. There are existing vaccinations for monkeypox, but many who try to access them report waiting in long lines, only to be told there aren't enough to go round. The nationwide state of emergency will give public health authorities more power and more money to respond to the crisis, crucially to increase the vaccination rate in urban hotspots. A federal court in the U.S. has announced criminal charges against a former governor of Puerto Rico for alleged corruption during her primary election campaign two years ago. The Department of Justice said Wanda Vasquez had been charged with conspiracy, bribery and wire fraud. She has denied committing any crime. The European Union has imposed sanctions on Ukraine's pro-Russian former president, Viktor Yanukovych, and his son, Alexander. It said the men had undermined Ukraine's independent sovereignty and territorial integrity 
And in the case of Alexander Yanukovych, conducted transactions with the Russian-backed fighters occupying much of the country's Donbass region. People in the South African township of Kagizo, west of Johannesburg, have been hunting down migrant mine workers and setting fires to their homes. The violence comes days after eight women were gang-raped at an abandoned mine while filming a music video, the BBC's Nomsa Maseko reports. We are in Kagiso, an area west of Johannesburg, where residents have been setting fire to homes that they believe uh, belong to illegal miners. Last week, eight women were gang-raped, allegedly, by these illegal miners. And that is why community members have now taken to the streets, trying to drive out all the undocumented African migrants who live in this area. In Australia, a new report says coral in some parts of the Great Barrier Reef off Queensland appear to have recovered well from storms and bleaching events. The Australian Institute of Marine Sciences says the north and central stretches of the world's biggest reef system show the largest amount of coral cover in 36 years. Paul Hardesty of the Institute, which is behind the report, says luck played a part in the regrowth. It's definitely good news. We're characterizing this report as sort of a good news and maybe not so good news story as well. The fact that the reef has enjoyed a couple of years of really good growth and has bounced back to coral cover levels that we haven't seen since the 1980s is fantastic. It shows that the reef is still beautiful and resilient. It has been hit hard by various bleaching events and so on over the last several years. But the last couple of years have been fairly benign terms of conditions and that means that the reef has bounced back. Um, We've had just some really good luck basically in the last couple of years. We just haven't had the combination of of conditions that have caused the the major uh, events that can cause damage to the reef. Finance in the Bank of England has projected that the United Kingdom's economy will enter a recession at the end of the year as it hiked interest rates by the largest amount in more than 27 years, pushing to tame accelerating inflation driven by the fallout from Russia's military campaign in Ukraine. The rate hike of three quarters of a point pushes the bank's key interest rate to 1.75%, the highest since the depths of the global financial crisis in December 2008. Andrew Bailey is the Bank of England governor. GDP growth in the UK has slowed and the economy is now forecast to enter recession later this year. The Russian shock is now the largest contributor to UK inflation by some way. There is an economic cost to the war, but I have to be clear it will not deflect us from setting monetary policy to bring inflation back to the 2% target. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 20,197. That's 23 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $47 billion. Currencies, US dollars trading at 133.22 yen. Euro stands at 1 US dollar and 2 cents. Pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 52 cents. Sport and baseball's Los Angeles Dodgers have completed a four-game sweep of the San Francisco Giants and are heating up for another division rival this weekend. The Dodgers' 5-3 win over the Giants gave them 72 on the season, most wins in the major. They host the San Diego Padres for a three-game series starting tomorrow morning, Hong Kong time. The Padres are second in the National League West and have addressed superstar outfield Juan Soto at the trade deadline. Our US sports commentator Ray Jovanovic says the Padres have a history of making big trades that haven't worked out. 
time in the past five years that the Padres have made a big deal to bring one of the best players in baseball out to their uh, team. Of course, a few years ago, they picked up Manny Machado, the third baseman from the Baltimore Orioles. Now they're adding Juan Soto. They want a challenge in the uh, National League, but they certainly, even with Machado, they have not uh, essentially gotten much in the name way of returns from these big deals that, they, uh, that they've been involved with. In football news, Everton have been dealt a major blow ahead of the new English Premier League season. Dominic Calvert-Lewin will be out for six weeks. Everton boss Frank Lampard says England striker sustained a knee injury during practice ahead of their clash with Chelsea at Goodison Park on Saturday. And I saw a lot of crazy rumours yesterday, but that's what we're... Well, it's been assessed over a couple of days and that's where we're at so um, it comes with the territory of, of having a squad and training uh, at this level and um, we'll have to work around it and other players will have to, to step up and do the job and hopefully that six weeks passes relatively quickly and we get Dominic back Japan's Hinako Shibuno shot a six under par 65 to take the first round lead at Golf's Women's Open at Muirfield in Scotland. She's one shot clear of the American Jessica Corder, who sees the encounter reports. The first professional women's event to be held on this historic course was greeted with a classic links test that stretched in particular the afternoon starters. But England's Jodie Ewart-Shadoff was equal to it with an excellent 68. The same could be said of the US Open champion Minji Lee, who looks a big threat on this leaderboard after the Australian came home in 32 in a 68 as well. She's three behind former champion Hinako Shibono of Japan, who set the pace with an early 65. She's one clear of Jessica Corder, who's been borrowing clothes all week with her luggage still stranded at Zurich Airport. At the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, there was a double success for Australia in the cycling time trial races. Rohan Dennis won the men's event. The Australian finished 26 seconds clear of England's Fred Wright. Geraint Thomas of Wales recovered from an early crash to take bonds. Grace Brown won the women's event. Among the favourites, she was the penultimate rider to leave the starting ramp. Really ecstatic with with the result and um, proud. Uh, a lot of people expected that I could win today. Um, you try not to take that on too much um, and just do your thing, but uh, yeah, obviously the, the pressure's there. But generally when I have pressure, it's um, a little bit extra motivation, I think. Now the weather mainly cloudy with showers and squally thunderstorms. Showers will be heavy at times, moderate to fresh. Southerly winds, the outlook, sunny periods and a few showers in the next couple of days. Squally showers midweek next week. Temperatures currently 26 degrees, humidity 93%. The amber rain storm warning remains in force. And that's the news from RTHK.
And welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Friday afternoon. Gosh, it's Friday already. The very last one of this week. Thank you very much to Phil Whelan for the morning brew. Thank you to the newsroom. It's Friday, the fifth of August today, and in keeping with Breastfeeding Week, we'll be talking a little bit more about destigmatizing public breastfeeding, and we'll be chatting with Liz Thomas. Who is the founder of It Tastes Like Love, which is a campaign that supports nursing mums and also destigmatizes public breastfeeding in Hong Kong? She'll be joining us in about ten minutes or so, so I hope you can join us.、Uh, feel free to comment on the Facebook page, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio Three. You can also drop me an email, one two three show at rthk dot hk. And after the two o'clock news,、um, Anne Marie's done a wonderful feature for us as the Hong Kong Sin. Fanetta will be performing two concerts at the Hong Kong.